0: This is Alpha Geek Radio. Advanced audio production is this panel. And Jonathan Strickland, you're up here because of your expertise Uh, uh, in uh, advanced advanced audio production. My
1: expertise is sitting on this side of the microphone and talking into it. So I'll be asking a lot of questions. Um, Yeah, here's the thing. I I work for HowStuffWorks.com. I do podcasts like Tech Stuff Forward thinking. Uh, I do a show called Brain Stuff. Occasionally, I show up on some of the other stuff shows. And the wonderful advantage I have is that because I work for How Stuff Works and How Stuff Works is a, a sizable company, and we do these podcasts as part of what we do, we have producers who are dedicated to making sure we sound great. And so for me, all of that weight is taken off so I will be asking a lot of questions about how do they make me sound great because you already can hear what the baseline is
2: yeah so. you, you have the experience of working with an experienced professional crew so I think that's probably I'll unique compared to most of the people here I'll say an
1: experienced crew <laughs> <laughs>
3: maybe
2: not maybe not professional <laughs> I mean it all, all depends Fair on whether enough. or
1: not my producer is eating while we're talking
0: you know, <laughs> Now, Steve, tell us a little bit about, about yourself. What do you do? You are a professional, right? You're giving me a little too much credit, maybe. Professional. Like you, you have cards. Come on. I,
2: I pretend to be. <laughs> no, um, I'm Steve Rickyberg. I am a podcaster and audio engineer. That's my technical background. Uh, I do freelance audio production uh, pretty much full-time. I work for Scott Sigler. Um, I work for Macmillan's Quick and Dirty Tips Network. I work for other shows I produce. Like 12 podcasts a week or something. So, very good. Aaron? Yes.
4: uh, My name is Aaron Littleton. I uh, produce the Einstein Simplified podcast, which is a short form improv comedy podcast out in Oxville. I also work with John here for a long form YouTube series called Aaron and John Watch. Where we take a uh, TV show theme song, we put it on loop for an hour, and we for go an crazy. For an hour? For an hour.
2: For an hour. Wow. And wait, we basically. And you go two down. have not killed yourselves yet? Uh, I, I've gotten we, close or, to getting Or Aaron. gouged your ears out. <laughs>
4: we just did the uh, Hercules theme song, like from the 90s. Right, right. And uh, that was tough to make it through. How how long does the average theme last? Not long enough. Right. (laughs) (laughs) By the the end of it, it feels like about 15
5: seconds, and you're like, oh, God. Four minutes, we've got to watch it 60 more times. We've decided the official theme song length should be be about 30 minutes. Exactly. So just in a whole
2: TV episode I I think think your show needs a new title. The Two (laughs)
3: Masochists.
4: (laughs) That's basically what it is. But when you watch it with us, it's slightly less terrifying.
2: Uh, (laughs) Only slightly.
4: (laughs) Non-audio-wise, I also run a Tumblr called uh, the same picture of Dave Coulier every day. Which is weird. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Weird at all. I want to go back to the theme song thing because that that, that interests me greatly. Do you find – do you do stuff from the 80s and 90s? Is there a a difference in length back then? Because it felt like it was more impactful back then, but was it any longer or was it shorter? Do you really know? Have you really put um, down the numbers? Sometimes a little longer. We've we've only done a few of these so far, but right.
5: the, most of the ones like the from the '90s are usually about a minute, a minute and a half. Uh, we did the the My Little Pony one, like a couple, and that was about forty five <laughs> seconds, thirty seconds. i so sorry. But
0: can you hum yeah. it for us or give us a few of the the lines? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We do a lot of the
4: ones from the 90s because that's what people are particularly nostalgic about. They really days. are. People
0: have, yeah, the 90s have shot through the roof recently. We, I, guess we, those, I guess those kids in the 90s are coming of age and getting old yeah, and getting nostalgic. Yeah, darn rascals. Right, right. Anybody up here from the 90s? Kind of grew up here in the 90s? Nah. Yeah, I sure. guess, you yeah. people Are sure. you going to just... Hands of 90s? Do you want to go back
1: another couple decades?
0: 70s? <laughs> Big 70s guy? Yeah. 80s? That's yeah, when 30s. I grew up. All right, I, you have Todd, too.
1: Generation X, I, I bridged the um, two.
0: Yeah, Generation X. All right, Steve. So, uh, give us your. What's been some challenges you've had with the, uh, with the shows you're doing? Has there has there been any like outstanding stories?
2: I don't have any so outstanding, outstanding
0: stories, but I have plenty of pet peeves that I right. facepalm every time, and I still have to make it sound good, polishing a turd sometimes. Right. Well, you know, um, I always think these. These technical podcasts, mm-hmm. usually when I see the audience, I'm assuming they probably are all invested greatly. You guys, mm. podcasts, looking at doing the, the editing, doing that stuff? You're the one. Yeah. You're the one. <laughs> uh, so if, if you guys have questions or just want to open up like a roundtable discussion. Yeah, we, I mean the whole idea of this panel isn't just us rambling at you guys. It's
2: right. very Q&A roundtable discussion is kind of the whole thing we want to do, so –
0: Totally. Jonathan, you, you're lucky you have something on your mind.
1: Oh, well, I, the, here's, a, here's a simple question that maybe everyone here already knows the answer to. Uh, but I'll, I'll just pose it as if I did not know the answer. So let us say that I am a total newbie going into the podcast world. I have a very limited budget to work with. Uh, I want something that's going to sound sound good without sounding – it doesn't need to sound amazing. I'm looking for that first microphone that I think oh, I'm going to need. And, and I'm talking sure. about I am totally new to this. I want something that says idiot-proof as possible while still sounding as good as possible, knowing that I'm never going to get to that super-engineered version. <laughs> what kind of microphone should sure. I look for? I hear that those condenser like Yeti <laughs> microphones are
2: awesome. He knows right. this is like a pet peeve of mine. We were talking about this the other night, yeah. so this is totally <laughs> bleeding. Wind him um, up and watch him go. As an audio engineer, there are really two main types of microphones out there there's condenser microphones and there's dynamic mics which is what these are condenser microphones are great they're super sensitive and they're also terrible because they're super sensitive right they're, they're really designed for used in use in professional recording environments where you have a soundproof sound treated room and so I'll, I've heard stories from people they'll put you know moving blankets up on the walls to dampen the sound or you know use excessive noise reduction and it's because they're using the wrong tool for the job right right um, yeah
1: uh, I I had a, a Yeti mic, which I, I mean I love the Yeti. I lo- it's very easy to use, uh, but the issue was that I was I would sometimes be recording in my house, which is uh, it's it's the style of a like a European flat. It's got several floors. Mm. All of the floors are not that big, so it's not like I'm in a huge room. But any sound in my house, whether it was a floor up, a floor down, on the same floor, if Something like if my wife accidentally knocked a penny off a counter and it was across the house, you could it would pick up on that microphone. And uh, it was just one of those things. I said, well, I love the sound that this is mm-hmm. this is picking up, but unfortunately it's picking up every sound in my house. You can hear when yeah. my dog is walking around, all of yeah,
2: this. Yes, sometimes less sensitive. Right. ends up sounding better because there's not all this extra stuff. Yeah. It's much more focused to just your voice. Right. You, you guys – Oh, you, oh so, I'm sorry. I realize second, that you, you had – There was a question in there, yeah. something specifically. And a couple of years ago, this would have been a tough question to answer, what to recommend, because I'm sure some of you guys are interested in this. Um Audio Technica, I think it's the, is it the ATR 2100?
1: It's, I have, I think I have the 2000, but the 2100 is
2: also. The great thing, they make one, it's USB, but it's also XLR, so if you want to, you can start out with with just the microphone, it has a headphone amp, so you can still monitor live in real time, but if you want to upgrade to a mixer, you don't have to replace your microphone, which is, I think there's very few out there that are dual use like that, and it's, you're not, you know,
1: and it's really reasonably. It's, it's, yeah, I would
2: say it's like thirty-five dollars, yeah, thirty dollars.
1: Yeah, Amazon, certainly less than 40. Amazon runs. Yeah, they runs have deals they have on all the deals
2: on it all the time. Yeah. If it's not that cheap now, it probably will be like next week.
1: And, <laughs> and that is the kind of microphone I use now instead of the condenser mic, and the the difference is is remarkable.
0: So right. right. So as as podcasters, we don't always have a, a large budget to work with, and sometimes we have no mm-hmm. budget. And sometimes we just have. Maybe you picked up a microphone at the yard sale, or maybe you're using your laptop's built-in
2: microphone. Yeah. <laughs> laptop
0: built-in microphone. So trying to uh,
5: connect through uh, Skype to all your friends from across, like trying to get everyone in right. the, on this podcast.
0: Right. So as a podcaster, who had no absolute direction when I started out, um, you know, I had I had a, a couple of little microphones that were just crap. I don't even know I don't even remember what brand they were. They were just so off brand it was probably insane. I probably picked up at a yard sale somewhere. It's actually just a megaphone. <laughs> it's <probably> just a <laughs> megaphone. And uh but I remember the, the, that uh I had to be creative because I I there was there was no there was no indication that what I was doing was gonna be worth anything because this was a two thousand five, so podcasting when someone said the word podcasting it really meant
6: nothing really. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so I didn't. They, they, they'd either go, huh, or they'd go, right. I don't have an iPod. <laughs> yeah, and we we had no idea what it was going to be, or because we were still, you know, making it. We were still trying to figure out what this whole up thing was. Might, yeah. And uh, so it, I didn't really worry too much about the equipment. I just worried about testing and fooling around. Because I'm a, I'm a fiddler. Is anybody else a fiddler out there? Kind of. Yeah. You get something cheap, and it's like you know I'll make it work. It's my time is worth nothing, but uh, you know. So I've got this cheap thing, so I will sit there and I remember some of the things I did was uh, I learned that if I turn my mixer down because I pick up a cheap mixer if i turn the if I turn the gain down really low and I just got close to the microphone and talked, then I wasn't picking up anything in the yeah. background, and I wasn't getting any echo microphone technique is important right mm-hmm. so it was just it was a matter of doing but I had to be like this for, so for these type
2: of microphones are most any one a podcast podcaster would want to use right. don't be back here you want to be. Yes, yeah, right. This what I is I the great it. rule of thumb: four to six right. inches. Dude, I like to the thumb. thumb. And then, if you're within that distance, you're safe, and it really makes it simple.
0: You don't have to think Just about there. it. We got it. We got we got some. either some creative thought here, or some awesome. questions from Mario. Mario, Mario, you're going to come up a little closer because that's uh, as much cord as I got. <laughs> <guess. laughs> that could have and been bad thing, cordy, is which is also, is also is a good thing. SM58, which I as well,
7: I okay, I'll have to do the sn fifty eight then. Um, <laughs> I love question the question is, um, sure. first of all, uh, I'm in a actually a house environment. Yeah, I'm kind of falling hard times, living with the folks, really fussy about what kind of acoustic treatment I can put up. Mm. And I pretty much have nothing, and I'm getting a lot of – I produce music. Okay. So I'm getting a lot of artificial bass in the background, so nice. I have no my, – my mixes sound great on my monitors and terrible on my iPod headphones. Mm. But it's one of those, how do I get – how to eliminate the extra bass bounce I get from the plaster in the room – and without making the room look like
2: crap.
0: <laughs> oh, that is that is dead. And, that is dead and without. Yeah, I mean,
2: ba- I'd say bass traps for what you're doing, but I mean, that's yeah, that's. Okay. So you're you're taking the bass
0: trap route then? You're. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, for, for those that aren't familiar, you see, you know, acoustic foam. There's actually one right. of the issues, especially in a square room like this, is the those bass frequencies will get essentially get stuck in the corners and right. keep echoing off, bouncing between the building up so you have all this bass buildup on the bottom end that can get really bass annoying and that's what bass traps are designed to diffuse that so in many right. cases those are that's more important than having the other acoustical panels because right, the right. bass frequencies have more energy than the higher
0: frequencies so. If you've watched, uh, I've got some more questions, I want to make a quick comment but I have also the SM58 which is I'm using right here, I had changed to a, a different mic But I went back to this because it always seems to come. just seems comfortable to me. It's a very good vocal mic, and it's kind of amazing because that's been pretty much a standard for 40 years
2: and counting. I mean, they haven't really changed the design at all. It's still rugged as
0: all get out. It's still right. And if you watch sounds, if you watch plenty good enough, right? If you watch musicians' friends, that's uh, which is a website. If you if you watch that and uh, you just you can pick it up for about. I think i picked up one for like 68 bucks one time yeah sometimes you can get special deals but
2: it's usually a hundred right sometimes they'll do like a ten dollar off thing but it's not bad at all for really what what you're asking like i said it'll last 40 years right right exactly (laughs) exactly exactly the whole joke you can hammer nails with the 58 yeah
7: do you guys have any uh thoughts about a sort of portable sound booth uh, I've seen it. Seen people creating them. Uh, right. The small squares. I don't know if it's effective. Also, I mean, just going into your car. I guess is the next
2: uh, car. Actually, I actually thought this
0: is really good. Getting in the car. That's a yeah.
2: good. That no, that's a really the portable sound booth thing. I'm not too big on because usually to get. I mean, those essentially the foam. I mean, you know, you're building like a little storage crate and you're putting acoustic foam panels in it. But that's usually thin you know one to two inches so you're only keeping out any you're only dealing with any high frequency so any of those lower bass frequencies are just going to go right through it and it won't right. change anything so it's not going to have as much of an impact any car made in the last handful of years had so much sound deadening that right. that can be yeah be a legitimate option if if that's a major concern for you but a laptop and yeah a um USB mic. but honestly yeah i mean if you need if, if you feel you need something like that, like a porta booth or recording in your car, that might be – maybe you need to look at what equipment you're using and if there's something better suited for your environment.
1: However, if you are recording from inside your car, you can totally make your podcast really stand out by talking about – from the inside of your car <laughs> i mean sometimes that sort of it depends on the podcast obviously but sometimes that sort of thing as silly as it
2: sounds as long as you're not in the trunk
1: it, well yeah it, Welcome it was to like, the trunk cast. i'm inside someone's car <laughs> i don't know where we're going yeah um no but 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 depending upon yeah it could be like when i get there I'll give you a guess of where I'm at. No, but I I think that sort of thing you can really connect with your audience too. And I know that isn't really where we're what we're covering here, but
4: I'd say there's something similar to that. It's like if you're going on like location, you're probably trying to capture some amount of essence Mm -hmm. of the people that are there. Uh, The worst thing in the world is to set a microphone in front of somebody and they're like. Wow, it's a microphone, and they get they lose that authenticity you're trying to capture. And a portable sound booth is also going to be something completely foreign to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Honda Fit they're comfortable in. Your are weird like plywood I like, I like and form factor. For <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, there you go. My family's livelihood. is Yeah. Honda, so so I appreciate you might that. get some more authenticity out of the people itself, not necessarily the audio, but for the people. Yeah. How do you
0: convince people to get in your car? <laughs> well, I not find not at all.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, then the audio quality doesn't matter so much, right?
8: On the uh, lady's problem with the bass trap, I narrate audiobooks, but when I started, and I use a whisper room
6: now, mm-hmm.
8: but when I started, I had that problem with bass rumble. Right. And I bought a number of polyethylene mm-hmm. foam pillows. And stack them in the mm. corners, and believe it or not, it worked great. Mm-hmm. It yeah, about it, it can 90% it can of be wrong.
2: kind of kind of trial and error, but you can do it yourself without having to spend you can a, a ton of money, or at least get something
0: that will a- approximate the the results of a professional, professionally designed and installed setup. If you do come up here, be sure to tell us what what podcast you're doing that kind of stuff too, so we can all so we can all listen to it, so we can get an example of what you got going on. Shameless plug time. <laughs>
8: I don't do any podcasts. Actually, apparently not. Uh, shameless. I, do I solely yeah, record audio books for ACX. You got a website for that? Which are distributed huh? on uh, no. Oh well, <laughs> crap. Now you need to go make one to promote it. <laughs> I'm Ken Stevens, and most most of what I do is non-technical. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a lot of uh, medical, business, right. interesting, uh, okay. math. I got I got started math. voluntarily uh, recording for Learning Ally, which is a nonprofit okay. for. Uh, students who are blind oh. mm-hmm. and because of that one of the CEOs of a publishing company had a daughter who was dyslexic who was using my audiobooks and he said I want to find the guy who recorded oh, that cool. and that was the
3: start And so right. now oh. I that's do a lot it's a that's great, great story
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. I have Charles with I uh, do most of my production with Entrepreneur's Workshop and Entrepreneur Radio the host uh, from the Helicarrier a bunch of shows race. I'm toning it down just to when add more later. What's that? Yeah. He, From he's the helicopter, he's a podcaster. Dunaway listened to for one episode and said, This sucks. I <laughs> quit listening. Now, it's a show about Marvel Avengers Alliance, and we're going to be talking about something in the next panel going on with that. But uh, for my client, Artemir's Workshop, I had to come up with a way. I had to solve this problem. I wanted to see if you had any suggestions. I'll leave it to you there. Uh, but I had, they wanted multi track mm-hmm. recording. They wanted to be in Miami, where they're based, and they wanted to have their guests anywhere in the world where they're based. Mm-hmm. So Skype, right? Right. And then when you multi-track it. And I know what I came up with, but I'm curious to hear what you guys would suggest for multi-tracking on Skype.
2: I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, use a proper FireWire multi-track mixer. One of, one of the clients I work with, I love it because it's... They have a bunch of people in... They have usually three to four people in studio, and they actually have, like, a proper space now where they set it all up. It's pretty pretty... <laughs> their neighbors think they're a porn studio, hilarious, <laughs> because there are cameras and lights and everything, right. but uh, so there's three or four of them in studio, and then there's remote hosts on Skype, and there's remote guests on Skype, and if I didn't have Multitrack from them, so especially on Skype, because some people, they're you, know, you can hear all this background noise or their dog barking or whatever, so the great thing about Multitrack is if you can get it, you can isolate a lot of that stuff and clean right. it up. But it is a more significant monetary investment to get a proper multi-track mixer, especially because there were some USB 2.0 ones that went away. Some of the FireWire brands went out. Of course, it's also it's, it's FireWire, which isn't super common anymore. Right. Um, but that. Are you
3: talking about? They're in, they multi-track where they are, and they yeah the yeah.
2: App. I I get it over Dropbox. Now, admittedly, it's over five gigs of audio. Because sure. it's uncompressed, but right. it's because it's, it's eight tracks. But
3: well, mine was a little different. I had to. I had to be the engineer and everything right, yeah. in Atlanta while they did that. Yeah. Ultimately, got a.
2: Honestly, I wish I
3: was there with her, cause yeah, their. Their guy, their guy,
2: he tries, but he doesn't know what he's doing. Really, right. <laughs> right.
6: I so think if
4: you're using a, Adobe Audition, there's actually a setting for one of the tracks where you can use your speak, computer's speaker audio as an input. So you could use whatever inputs they've got coming in as the one of the speakers and or one of the the tracks, and then. The Skype call itself would just record through the computers. I mean, it's not right. picking it up through a microphone. It's literally just right. plugging I mean, that right I mean, in. I mean, in. Uh,
2: yeah, every voice, every single voice gets yeah, its own track. Uh, you really want yeah. el minimum, although yeah, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. I uh, that they all summed down, you can't way, so, you can't fix yeah. that. It's all pretty much burned into what it's going to be yeah. when it's all summed down to stereo or mono.
3: Right. Well, what I ended up having to do, they bought a, a mixer, is a Behringer. 24, or 8, something like that. Eight, it had 8 direct outs. Right. So I could do multiple computers from multiple skies. Uh, oh, oh it, so track. it was the 8 bus, mm. I, gotcha. eight bus and went direct so I got bus, that. So that was probably the, a bit of a pain, yeah. Yeah, well, they paid for it, so I could figure it out. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, so I mean, good. but it's supposed to be getting, yeah. like, a single multi-track feed, yeah know? And uh, five times later, I'm going to come back up and ask about uh, luffs and those kind of things.
2: Uh,
9: okay. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, to add to what he was saying, I found the same thing when I was starting to do my podcast. Which is? Lou Staples. LouStaples.com, FilmDispenser.com. I actually have cards if anyone wants. Cool. Um, But, yeah, because I work on a Mac and trying to record Skype because it's just two of us Mm -hmm. on the podcast, but trying to record the Skype audio and my audio and then blend it together Mm -hmm. and not use the actual Skype audio. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting because there was like a software mixer I had to use. Yeah, to, to
2: uh, put it yeah, in. and the thing about using that stuff is, is, and
9: line in is some it of it
2: works. Know, and also, Skype has kind of deprecated their API, though it still sort of works. <laughs> so anyway, the whole thing of <laughs> the, of these software recording and virtual audio cable solutions is either you know they they will break without notice when they update the software or update mm-hmm. the OS. Right, if you can afford it, have a mixer with a proper mix-minus setup. That's going to work pretty much forever, you know. Even if you move from Skype to, you know, whatever the next big thing that replaces Skype, you know, would be.
9: Yeah. But so I mean, we're, I've, right now it's my friend who's doing the editing, but I'm getting ready to start a mm-hmm. new podcast in the fall covering all of the DC television series. Nice. And um, the Loose Staples is a comic book podcast, by the way. Very good. Um, so my problem is similar to some other folks that I live in an apartment. I've got a Rode podcaster. I've got it on an arm um, with the um, spider stand mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. limit the vibrations. Um, but I've had a hard time with if I turn the gain all the way up on the computer, it seems to pick everything up. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even being a dynamic mic, it still seems to pick up a lot of the background noise. I'm in an apartment. I've got upstairs neighbors that I mm-hmm. think heard elephants.
6: Right. Um, <laughs> the
9: air conditioner running, the whatever. And if I turn the gain down on the on my MacBook whoever I'm talking to on Skype seems right. to have a hard time hearing me and I, then I feel like I'm doing a lot in post-production mm-hmm. and pick up even more background noise. So yeah, yeah.
2: anytime you're amplifying it in post it's going to be worse because so you're amplifying any up. preamp noise too at that at that stage.
5: You can probably do some subtractive. Um, I know in Reap- I use Reaper from the majority of nice. what I
2: work with and uh, there's a VS... Free? The free um, it, it's free it's, for evaluation. It's, it's basically nagware. You're supposed uh, to yes, buy it but it will let you. It'll nag you, but it'll let you run it. I think I have like a 18 month old installation of Reaper that still works. It's like WinRAR, like 400,000 days. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, um, but but
6: startup 30
2: seconds. Yeah, yeah 30 seconds. day 800 of 30. <laughs>
5: to be fair, though, I um, I did. It's only 50 dollars for a license for uh, for yeah, personal yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, unless you're
2: making. I think it's like it's like Pretty five. Great. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna yeah. say at least five figures. You know, then they want. Like three hundred, which is still yeah. perfectly reasonable. Exactly. But, so yeah. If, but if you're like uh, just a hobbyist, yeah, it's totally not ag- at all expensive. Gotcha. It's not the most easiest or prettiest to use software, gotcha. but it is as powerful as any of the the the, the main names like Pro Tools or Audition
9: okay. or. I was saying, I'd, I'd luckily bought Creative Cloud for Dreamweaver, which Audition ah, came with, ah, so I figured right. put it to dual use. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. But,
10: Bruce Sheffer, Tritech Games podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, uh, we have four hosts uh, on different parts of the country. Uh, we record over Skype. Uh, we all use, um, except for one of us uses because he has a Mac. Uh, use uh, iFree Skype Recorder. Uh, we each record our individual tracks. They're all sent to me, mm-hmm. which I put them all together using Audacity. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, we record uh, stereo so that if someone uh, talks over somebody, I usually have a track where they didn't do that. Right. And also, in case somebody doesn't record, their track dies, mm-hmm. so I have something as a backup. Um, I put it together, put it all down to a mono, run it through a levelator, and, um, and then basically put a front and end on it. So, uh, we use uh, blue um, snowball mics mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, 10 dB setting, if we can get people to do that. So, what are we doing wrong?
2: So I, I, well, I'd say I would. There's no wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> there might be recommended ways, but I, I wouldn't say wrong per se. You I see, mean, it's just are, it, ultimately, really are that. you happy with the results?
10: Ultimately, I'm I'm the editor, so I'm never happy with the results. Fair enough. Fair okay. enough. Uh,
2: Honestly, I was am was, not sure if I was talking with you about it, but that's one of my biggest thing. People that want to get better, just listen critically. Does this sound good? Objectively, does this sound good? Why, or why does it not sound good and, and that is really the path to, to learning this mm-hmm. stuff I mean of course you can hire me or something but I mean a lot of it is, is having that discerning the the, the discernment of, of wanting to get better and, and recognizing there's a problem Yeah.
10: Is there I'm, actually any decent uh, sound uh, noise suppression mm-hmm. software that can be provi- used in post?
2: There is I, I'm very hesitant to recommend it as a rule because it tends to get Abused, and it gets used tend, tends to be used as a as a sledgehammer more than a scalpel, because it's noise reduction, not noise removal, for a reason. It, it, noise noise reduction works by removing frequencies essentially, so you, it's essentially just trying to make it not sound terrible while removing all that extra stuff. But the more you remove, the more of the signal you're removing as well as the noise. Um, but uh, probably one of one of the ones I one of the ones I like. Which isn't cheap is is isotope um r x, which I've seen some amazing results with. Um, but there are there are definitely ones out there, but most of them are are more catered towards. Post-production professionals—they're so not necessarily super affordable. Right.
0: When I'm you're when you're using Level does it? Do you listen before before you put in there and see how it sounds, or is it do you just kind of like I listen, naturally straight?
10: I, I listen to all the uh, tracks together right. as I'm <laughs> editing it, and then I just combine it down to mono, right. and I don't listen to that after that because right, it basically right. sounds just like everything combined down to one track. So no, I don't. And then I listen to it, of course, afterwards a little right. bit because I'm.
0: I love Levelator on. but it, it's it's gonna it's only gonna be as good as what you're putting into it and it, it kind of balances out the levels mm-hmm. of each one's each everybody's audio. But if somebody is significantly lower than, than the other uh, yeah. people who are recording it's gonna it's gonna boost yeah. those other levels, so and it's gonna you're gonna get hiss. Oh, and you're gonna, and and that's the thing. If the
2: if the source material isn't good, level later will try and it has to. It's essentially turning things up and down on the fly, which means every time that person talks, the noise yeah. floor is gonna come way up and go way down, which is almost worse than having that constant noise through the whole recording.
0: It's it's a it's a, fa- it's a fast, uh, quick fix level later is, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, it's one of those tools that you can. Also abuse.
10: Well, it's one of those things we use because we had so
2: much divergence between yeah. what people were doing. Yeah, uh, you would, I get it. If, you're, if you got multiple hosts, I, I mean,
0: is, it can and be n- challenging.
10: none of them are professional speakers, and yeah. none of them know anything about five
0: to yeah,
6: six yeah, pro- inches pro- away from microphone the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: so. you, that, that's where you just got to sit down and go, okay, guys, we're going to meet for an extra 30 minutes before we start the podcast for another day and just go, okay, we're going to kind of go through everybody's levels, especially as you being the person who has to deal with mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah, You just got to kind of wrangle them in and make them – Make them do it because that's not the fun part. That's not the fun part it's for most yeah. podcasters. I,
2: well, okay, a little bit for me, but still, right, right. it gets tedious. <laughs> I, I get it, and this is my job.
5: It, it also but, helps that a little yeah, bit of EQ goes right, a long right, way. Yeah. I know yeah. in, le- in Levelator, you can you yeah, kind of like you're letting work. do it on the fly, but if you just ma- fine tune it a little bit, it mm-hmm. just it adds a significant impact if you can but that requires just the extra like learning how to eq which yeah, i EQ feel is like i don't know still. much
2: like with the noise reduction you can make things a lot worse if you m- misuse it or abuse it without really yeah. having the skill or the monitors to be able to hear what's being accu- accurately hear what's being produced by those eq changes mm-hmm. uh, but but that that does bring up a point you know about eq is something you can use is use a high pass Slash roll a uh, low cut filter, same same thing, different term, same thing, or a low pass slash high cut filter. Because, you know, you, if you're recording in 44.1 kilohertz, that's a range of 20 to 22 kilohertz, basically. The human voice is, I mean, like your telephone, which is super lo-fi, but the telephone frequency range is about 400 to 4 kilohertz. So that's the most essential frequencies. But even if you want a full-bodied, you know, microphone sound, you don't really need anything. Anything below, you know, 75 hertz. That's all just rumble and sub sub bass noise getting in there. Where most, you know, most anything above, you know, 15 kilohertz or even right. 12.5, you could even start rolling it off. So that's a nice thing, especially if you do need to use noise reduction. At least you've already removed all that those frequencies that are you know aren't really uh, important. Oh, as far as oh, the the frequency spectrum, it's it's just it's just ballpark. But actually, a lot of mixers will have a, a low cut. It's a seventy at seventy five hertz. You know, it's a 18, uh, 18 octave, um, which, which roll, will roll it off gently enough so it's not like it goes from sound no sound. It's it rolls it off. But I'd say. You know, anything, you know, set. you can set a 75 hertz, low cut,
0: gentle enough, and then, I don't know. On my lo- That's what my low cut button is on my, yeah. Equal- that's, that's what I need to press. And what am I suppressing there? Am I suppressing dogs barking? Am I suppressing airplanes? What, Probably what- more microphone bums or noisy neighbors next door. Okay. It's,
2: Earthplex. I mean, there is, there are, especially maybe someone like you that has a deeper voice, there are some, there is some frequencies there, but for most people, right. there isn't nearly that much to make it Only well, my cats can hear it.
6: <laughs> Maybe, right. I don't yeah. know,
2: but uh, <laughs> um, certainly anything above sixteen kilohertz, you know, and probably you could say, you know, fifteen, fourteen, I mean, that's where most of that is where, where you see, um, in fact, 128 kilobit mp3 typically throws out anything above sixteen k, right. which who, gives you an idea. Who
0: so. pushes their low cut and off and on on their equalizer besides me just pushes on and says, what does, this work? what does this do? I can't tell what it does.
6: It's not doing <laughs> if, anything. If you
0: don't, I would probably recommend it
6: because right.
2: usually it can help keep problems from happening.
0: Mario. Uh,
7: okay, qu- uh, just a quick question. Um, let's say, I know a lot of things in, in cooking, they'll, um, instead of measuring, they'll just start tossing spices in and to taste. So right. I'm kind of wondering, um, is it acceptable in this case just to loop a portion of the audio and just start slowly cutting and basically earing the sound until what you have is gone without cutting out your signal?
2: Yeah, I mean that's really the way you do it. If you're setting up any sort of you know a f- plugins or effects on it, highlight a section, highlight the offending section and loop it and, and play with those settings. I mean that's that's the way the
0: pros do it. I mean to get things dialed in.
7: Yeah. I love my parametric EQ. Just saying. Oh, there you
2: go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, is that what Audacity is doing whenever I tell it to suppress the noise? It says, "Give me a, give me about two or three seconds of room noise, and it'll, uh, it'll mm-hmm. kind of go through and does it automatically." Uh, kind of a different. It's kind exam. of a different thing. Yeah. See, I don't, know, I don't know anything.
10: Andrew Wilson. I do not currently podcast, mm. uh, but I.
0: Long-time <laughs>
2: volunteer at the podcasting <laughs> track, so That's you true. practically I, I are. I
10: do a fair bit of audio editing. Sure. and The question I have is about software, and not so much the cost of it, mm. uh, but the time. So I have access to uh, a complete Adobe Creative Suite. Should I take the time to learn to use um, Audition, mm-hmm. or can I stick with, you know, Audacity?
2: It really depends, I mean honestly, I mean I use audition and I, and I like it, but it, it really ultimately depends, are you happy with what you're getting out of audacity? And it does have some weaknesses, but it is fairly simple, which can make things easier depending on what you're trying to do. Um, I, I, I don't think I can answer that for you, but I, I do think you can you have a lot more flexibility when you move up to a proper, uh digital audio workstation, like Audition, whether it's Audition or Reaper or Pro Tools or some of the other ones that I can't even think of that are also out there. Um you have a lot you have more flexibility as far as pl- plugins and having real-time effect changes and all sorts of stuff. Uh, th- those sounds all complicated, but th- it's the same paradigm no matter the software you're using when you get to that level.
4: if you If you have access to the Adobe Creative Suite, you may already be familiar with some of the other Adobe products, like, Photoshop, yeah. one of the nice things I like about Audition is it, and to some degree it has Photoshop tools in it. it a healing um, brush. Yeah, it's got a healing yeah. brush in it. Yeah, there's yeah. A whole graphical Audition, area One of that the things I love about Audition things. that
2: I don't really think any other software that I can think of does is spectral view. Mm-hmm. So you can, normally you're seeing a waveform view, you can go to spectral view and you can see the frequencies. And usually if there's a glaring issue, you can yeah. physically see it. Uh, oh, yeah, gold? Gold, that's true. Okay. Um, but you, there's a Helix brush, just like you might you know, clean out pr- imperfections in Photoshop. You can do do it in Audition, and it'll kind of do its best yeah. to try and remove that. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work as well, but it's, it's an interesting tool to have for sure. But Jonathan. it's
4: nice. You don't have to, like, you take Reaper. I mean, I came from a graphic design background, and when I started working... In uh, in uh, well, I use Soundbooth too, but also Audition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it just feels like an Adobe product you've used for sure. years. Yeah, I mean it has effects. Yeah, just especially like since um, or Adobe After effects.
2: Adobe did it again from the ground up, so it matches all the other Creative Suite stuff. Uh, the, the thing the thing about Audition is it, this Audition has been pretty much the standard in most radio stations for editing for years and years, but, but before it was called Audition, before Adobe bought it, it was Cool Edit Pro.
5: And I used that quite a bit, actually. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and then they they basically renamed Cooledit 2000, Adobe Audition 1.0, and mm-hmm. then they didn't really change the, it was still that old 20-year-old probably code at, until a couple of years ago, but right. anyway, it's, it's, it's definitely what I use, but so.
0: Jonathan, do you have to use any uh, brain power when you're recording the I music? Mean, <laughs> do you get to just sit back now, or do you have to focus?
1: Okay, so if you're actually talking about the process of recording, right. That has been taken care of for me from start to finish. But I actually do research my shows, Brian, if that's what you're suggesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tech Stuff is like an hour-long show where we talk about I don't wait, make wait, that you don't? up. You don't. No.
2: No, the fun in example, that? You don't. No. Know, for
1: example, <laughs> no, you can you can quiz me on it. I'm not gonna know the answer because by the week following everything I talked about the previous week right. pushed out of my head.
2: Garbage in, garbage out. I, yeah,
1: no, <laughs> you can tell that because if you actually look at the list of tech stuff episodes, you're like, hey, this title comes up more than once. It's because I honestly forgot that I recorded an episode about it already.
3: <laughs> so Charles McFall from uh, Strickland'sTrunk.com. Yeah. <laughs>
1: How did you get out?
3: <laughs> Season two be aways trunk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> switch it up. Um, well first, you can always YouTube your software to see if it's familiar to you. You know that way you don't uh, just jump that, in. That's and a good point. YouTube. Yeah. There are people out there. and nah, I wouldn't always whole,
2: wholeheartedly endorse taking some people's recommendations, the, uh, random people on YouTube. But you definitely see people demonstrating yeah. stuff, and you can kind of see. Yeah. Does this? It's very, it's a very personal thing, you know. Do you kind of intuitively get get some of these interface yeah. right, design right. decisions? Which is why I like
3: Reaper. I so, I got yeah. that. Um, uh, there's podcasts out there. It's a, it's a very personal
2: thing. I mean, yeah. ultimately. 90% of those same features and abilities are in these different programs. They just may implement it a different way or it looks yes. different, but you can still do it. So a lot of it is what are you most comfortable with? What was that
0: sidebar conversation you just
2: uh, had? I don't, I Sign
3: language that. is a podcast where Bruce Williams about Adobe Audition. Right, okay. So uh, so let's talk loudness for a minute. Cause you know, every podcast right. is either quiet or loud. And I went through a, a seminar lately, but I want to hear your Johnson's recommendation on oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, anybody, actually. uh of Course we know D B. Yes. Is, you know, so where's your target first? Yeah, you know, where's your target mm-hmm. D B? if you want to wait, I'll hold off the others, but there's some other loudness questions. But you know, high pass filter. Yeah. I'm throwing out all these Ks and I'm with you though. It's like the Ooh. K but my highest pass filter goes from the number twenty to one twenty. So mm-hmm. I've been told to put up like one twenty. Uh, so that helps. And that ballpark, I mean it just depends on how much you want to shave off. Okay. Uh, they were just saying it helps take that bass off give you headroom. room. Yeah,
2: yeah it, it rolls off that bass. That's not so. so
3: what's your target dB essential. when you when you're mixing the voices? And then, what's what's? Are you familiar with loss? Because yeah, oh yeah. that was new. I love so. I live by that. Why don't you explain um, that for us? So there's
2: in, there's different ways for metering and monitoring levels. You have you you know most of you are probably familiar with some form of peak level. You know, don't go over zero. You probably want to be recording you know within negative six and negative twelve. So you have a little bit of headroom if you get over excited and you're not clipping. But um, you also have something like uh, you know RMS, which essentially. Mathematical average of the volume over the whole thing, but it's depending on you know if you have this really loud part and a really quiet part, it, it's just the average, so it doesn't always give a the best um, representation as far as a number it can be a little misleading. So, uh, but LUFs is I don't even remember remember what it stands for, but it's. Um, Does anybody it's remember?
0: Say what? Does anybody remember what LUFs is? Neither.
2: It's yeah, it's it's an, it's a more recent um, kind of international standard for for loudness, and you can get a pretty more representative number so um I usually target negative sixteen or around there um, you don't really need to go a lot higher than that I mean a lot of popular music is mixed to like negative five it's ridiculous, and that just means just like wall of sound you don't really want to do that, but you want to have have enough so that you don't have people reaching for the volume knob all the time so Interesting question. Yes,
0: sir. Come on up.
6: Brian Dew, British Invaders podcast. All right. All right. After I don't know how many years, I've switched from dynamic mics to condenser mics, which I'm I'm satisfied with so far, and uh, I'm doing okay at mm-hmm. filtering out uh, the excess with a few different things. Starting to play with working with that to fine tune a little more and play with some other things in part for the podcast where I have one track recorded locally one track recorded remotely Mm -hmm. dual ender Skype, that sort of thing and I'm starting to look at things like exciters and I'm wondering about where you stand on exciters, other tools like that, Mm -hmm. what would you use for playing with what you can use to tweak things. Are you thinking of like plug specific plugins, or because really the yeah.
2: main two out there? It's funny because they're basically just plugins based off of two. There are two main companies that yeah. produce hardware rack mount exciters, and they both work in very different ways. There's BBE Sonic Maximizer, and there's um, crap. I just blanked out on the hey, other Jonathan, one. Jonathan, do, do you know what an exciter is? But anyway, what an exciter does it it. Uh, <laughs> It, can, it 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 and by creating sig, you know high frequency harmonics it it kind of see this is way super technical even it. even for me as an engineer to to explain yeah. but honestly I wouldn't say it's that essential mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the times you'll see it more used for music or for yeah. PA to en- enhance the kind of punch and intelligibility but I think sometimes it can just make voice okay. it can it can negatively impact voice especially if it's to there's too much of too much of the exciter there
6: as something to play with just with the plugin
2: If you want yeah. I mean just
0: as, in, as with anything use with moderation
6: <laughs> Okay, cool thanks.
0: Thank you. Mario's back.
7: Yes I'm back and mm-hmm. I'm actually just bouncing have a few questions based on a couple other questions that came before me.
2: Uh, Wait, does uh, that mean we didn't? A- <laughs> if
7: I didn't <laughs> answer the question,
2: great. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no,
7: no, no. I'm thinking. Well, I'm. I'm basically. I'm no expert. I'm just a guy who's trying to get his album done, and I've sure. learned a lot of stuff along the way taking courses. I, my guess, and I'm giving educated guesses, and I just want to bounce them off you. And hopefully, if I can answer these guys' questions by doing that, sure. Um, I'm guessing if you're having trouble with volume on spoken word. Wouldn't you just be able to even add just some light compression on there and just turn up the yeah. The, the, yeah. the gain on the compression? To
2: yeah, I mean, what, I, what I'm doing, yeah, I'm not... I'm always... I have, especially for any of the vocal tracks, I'll have some compression on there. I'll have, you know, expander, gate compressor, and then I'll have a master bus for the final compressor to make sure everything relative to each other is all at the proper proper level. We so don't
7: want to make the listener's ears bleed.
2: Oh, yeah, no, but I, I mean, still, even even with that, it's only going down to, you know, like I said, I might my uh, target is negative 16 at the loudest, which is still mo- very moderate for negative 16 luffs, I should say. Okay. Um, so it's not like, like I said, popular music is so over compressed to be unlistenable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's all, I, I, I am very, that is a pet peeve of mine. So I do not go crazy with it, but I, you I certainly need some compression to tame those dynamic differences between really quiet and really loud.
7: Yeah. I know a lot of my like I said, on my own music. I actually need to lower the compression because it's starting to sound a bit flat. Right. Yeah, um, that, over yeah that's too one much of too yeah.
2: much compression. Yeah, f- everything sounds all the same, and and you tend to lose a lot of that higher frequency. That's why if you listen to any sort of like I said popular music, like a lot of like symbol hits and stuff can sound really harsh. Mm-hmm. That's or because of over compression largely in cymbals.
7: Is it from the bass <laughs> too? I, wouldn't it also nerf the bass as well?
2: It can. Yeah. Uh,
7: one other one other thing. This is actually from the person who came in front of me. Um, You're talking about harmonic exciters, and if I think what they're talking about is, is also true about just adding harmonics to mm-hmm. the sound, um, what about just using something like a soft saturator? I know there's one mm-hmm. French company called yeah. Ohm Force. Yeah, that, um, that's
2: another way. I mean, it's not necessarily always called an exciter, but it really that is, yeah, the old tape, tape saturation emulation stuff, yeah. Uh, that's something y- you can do, but I actually don't re- currently, I mean, I have such plugins, but I don't really use them because they're not necessarily necessary. I mean, it also depends if there's something lacking in your original signal. You know, If you need to try and uh, you know recreate you know something that wasn't there in the original recording because you, maybe you didn't have the best microphone or whatever. But
7: well, the only reason I do it is because I take a virtual acoustic bass and it sounds rather plain. And uh, I, yeah. know, I want it to sound very evil and devilish, so <laughs> too distortion.
0: Love it. Hey, I use uh, GarageBand a lot on sure. my Mac, and it does a whole bunch of I do the uh I think I do the Mel uh podcast Okay. Uh, filter on that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, there's yeah, there's mail, podcast, something. Right. Does that automatically add all the compressor? You just my question. I, I use yeah, the crotch. I, yeah, I, as I recall. I also I d- reading minds. I don't normal
2: It's funny because I do use Logic for one of my clients, which is the same engine as GarageBand. It's just right. the kitchen sink interface, basically. You can you can open GarageBand projects in Logic, and
0: it's kind right. of bizarre, honestly. Give us your but, question uh, before I yeah. before he answers <laughs> it. Give the question quick.
7: Jeff, uh, 8-Bit Radio. Um... I use GarageBand. Right. Um, is there any advantage for me to move to say uh, Audition? I have I don't have any experience working with uh, Audition, so is there a large learning cur- curve? Am I going to be
2: completely lost? Are you happy with what it sounds? Yeah, like Yeah. Ultimately, are yeah. you happy with I the results? You are. Or do you have any annoying major annoyances with your editing process? If you're totally happy with it, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong. Lot, you know, GarageBand isn't going away anytime soon. Well, I make yeah. a lot
10: of mistakes because so. I'm really bad
0: at stuff. <laughs> we do everything. Why live. do you think I'm an audio engineer? I can edit <laughs> out all my mistakes. Plus, we, well, if you've got a good environment, if you're in a good place to record, and yeah. you don't have a lot of issues yeah. with the original recording, GarageBand's plenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a good point. Like, one of Audition's, you know, for example, strengths
2: is repairing audio that has issues. But if you don't have all those issues, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have as much of a need for something like that. Yeah, it does a good job. Cool.
11: Surprising. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, if it works, if you're happy with it, I think ultimately that's the biggest thing. For people tend to get t- so wrapped up in going to the next. What they see as the next step, but it's not always – you don't need to do that necessarily. Well, yeah, as long as you're comfortable with it. Yeah. Are you comfortable with it or are you happy with the results? Yeah. And
4: podcasts have like sort of a high barrier of entry. I mean if mm-hmm. someone's listening to your podcast, it's because they've s- sought you out or they've sought the subject mm-hmm. matter out that you podcast about. And to a degree, it's like how many times have you turned off a podcast because it sounded bad? Like I've done it. But, I'm
2: a snob, though. But
4: like, to some to some degree, that's a you get to a certain level, and like beyond that, I mean, it's always nice to be have a better sounding mm-hmm. podcast. But as long as it's not running your listeners off,
2: yeah, having the perfect sound isn't going to get you more listeners. Yeah. Oh, good oh, God! Yeah. Yes. That is my. That is a. Oh, that's been me the past. Few weeks editing out for and a project. Stop eating spaghetti. And this is <laughs> <laughs> all all no. Tuesday was banging my Please head against the desk.
9: No, know, know where your mute button is is another key. And I've yeah sure. I love my friend dearly. That that it's his podcast. I'm his co-host for right now, but he leaves his phone even on vibrate on the desk. You can hear it vibrate mm. he's he's using a blue snowball. Ooh, and I've, I've got to tell yeah. him. Put the phone on the floor or something so it doesn't go off in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> um, but to to the gentleman with the, the GarageBand, I noticed – because when I started, um, I was looking at GarageBand because everything was like, oh, GarageBand, GarageBand, Blue Yeti. Yeah,
2: yes, yeah, certainly in the early days, that um, was kind of one of the only applications that really had any catered at all to us. So I in the, totally – yeah.
9: Most recent release, they ganked all the, the podcasts. Oh, There's yeah, no that's default true, podcast yeah. settings. So if you're starting out – See if someone's got some basics, you know, that say, "Hey, here's some mm-hmm. basic settings to do podcasting." Because I couldn't find anything at the time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Ah, I've got Creative Cloud, like I said. I'll do, I'll do Audition just because it's there. Um, I'm hoping Apple goes back and fix it, but I think they're trying to push people to Final Cut." Right. Right. Um, so, to my question, like uh, starting out baseline, um, I just want to throw this up on the web ten minutes after I recorded it, and not go through a whole whole lot of editing. In audition specifically, or, or more generically, if you've got other suggestions, what are some good things just to kind of real quick throw in some generic filters, maybe do some background cleanup? You know, like I said, I've got noise problems, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of get the voice levels right cleaned up and get it just so I can throw it up on the web with, with the least amount of mm-hmm. work if, if I'm trying to push them out quickly?
2: Yeah, I mean, for, for most of them, I mean, the most time consuming thing is listening to the whole thing, especially when you have like a two hour show, like some of my clients are just crazy to edit is going through it and editing out all those issues if you're just but for most of the stuff i'm putting more or less the same effects you know it's like okay vocal track gets this vocal track gets this this is you know the music they play live so i treat that differently and then the master final output has has this but yeah i mean start out with an eq even if it's only to or at least an eq to remove you know that low cut high, high cut to remove any of that needless frequencies and then that's when I would probably do your noise reduction. Then you can look at, you know, uh, an expander or noise gate, and then a compressor. That order, because, like, you know, the compressor will, the makeup game will bring up the overall level, so if you haven't already gated out and done noise reduction, it'll just make the noise more, more prevalent, but...
4: There are some features in Audition, um, like some of the noise filters and rumble filters, things like that, where yeah. you can preview what it's going to sound like. Yeah. If you're not trying yeah, to spend like, a lot of like time, what, uh, you can just he, adjust yeah. those sliders until it mm-hmm. sounds good to you, and then you're, you're done.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's like what kind of came up earlier, is with any of these pro applications, you can highlight an area, and it'll just loop it, and and you could change these settings, and it immediately changes how it sounds. So you can... Kind of, I don't want to say figure it out, but you can there's customize it to what you need. Yeah, error. certainly. Even even for me as as an engineer, I mean, you tend to, you know, I can hear something and have a better idea of specifically what I need to do. But there's still always some some degree of trial and error of dialing it into the right setting to get the desired result. Um, it's just kind of the nature of the beast for this stuff.
0: Did you get blood today?
12: I did. Yes. Excellent. yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you for that. You get a free T-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt are, the T-shirts are pretty Ooh, awesome totally this it. year, I think. Yeah, they're
2: really good. Not that they aren't always, but I think they're extra awesome this year. So I wish really cool. I could give blood because I want a T-shirt, damn it.
12: <laughs> um, um, <take> blood. Act- <laughs> you can give um, platelets and plasma. You can do like, well, if you've got O blood, O negative, they do a special do. thing no. on you. Hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> he actually took my question, but oh, no. I was going to ask you what your signal chain was, And but since um, you pretty much set up EQ, gate, um, or at least or that's the
2: order I tend to recommend, I mean, as, as, a, as a baseline, that's what I pretty much universally use some variation of, certainly.
12: Yeah. Do you, Well, I guess then my only question is, um, what um, do you usually, do you use any outboard gears at Mostly, I, I
2: I don't personally. Um, you can, I mean, that's it's it certainly tends to be more of a financial investment, and you're getting usually you know you're what you're recording has already been processed, so you don't have a lot of flexibility to change some of that. But if you can set it up right, I mean, it can make things pretty much you know stu- stupid simple. Hit record, you know, do your thing, stop, you're done, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't personally, but I.
0: <laughs> Resisting the urge of gear acquisition syndrome, let's just put it that way. Right, right. We're right, now? What, what podcast do you do? What do you work on?
12: Um actually, I'm a audio engineer Sweet. I, and musician for many years, but I'm oh. I'm not into podcasting yet, Right.
0: But Come on in, the water's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm
12: into sound design and right. awesome music. So, but anyway. That's great. Thank you. Thank
0: you for your question. Thank you for also giving blood. So I didn't have to.
9: Thank you,
7: <laughs> uh, Jared, with How It Stacks and um, GeekIO, Geeko Network. Um, I've got a question about semi-portable audio gear. Do you guys have any recommendations on a compressor that is not necessarily rack-mounted, but also not terribly expensive? Um, I've got one host hmm. that it's not mic technique. Mm-hmm. Um, I could. Probably train him like a monkey to do this as he's yelling, but it's right, really hard. Right. Yeah. He, he has a very large. Even
2: as a pro, player. I mean, yeah, I try not because that just becomes such a pain. Yeah. And then if you go too far back, the micro, you know, any good microphone will tend to, you'll tend to cut out if you're not careful. Right, yeah. Right.
7: But he has a very large. Range and volume. Um, <laughs> he, he's used to working on um, uh, improv on stage. So uh, okay. He
2: projects, so he, yeah, I say if he you work in theater improv. Projects. Yeah. Right. So it, it's I, a, I kind of yeah. tend to do that too. But so I get it. I yeah. Are there just, like, any, dial it back? A anything little bit. like
7: that? That's not necessarily um, rack
2: mounted, but still a, a decent. Computer. There is one I can think of. It's not rack mount It's actually designed to be a one-third rack mount unit. So okay. essentially, you put three next to each other, and you have the size of a proper rack mount. Um, can't remember the price tag. It's not super cheap, but it's FMR Audio, really nice compressor, and it pretty much lives up to the name. Uh, That's the name of it. Yeah, it's, nice it's, it's, it's hilarious. It is the most get. They make the most ghetto looking equipment, but it's ghetto because they're putting all the money into making it sound good. So I can okay. kind of respe- I can totally respect like. that. Oh, okay, yeah, it's not terribly bad, but it's not you know certainly cheaper than alternatives. But it's at least more compact
0: than carrying around a big you know rack mount. Certainly. I love Great question. We got we got time for one more question. So oh. you're the you're lucky contestant. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh we got. to say,
6: couldn't you
0: just look up what he's shouting <laughs> real loud? <laughs> just look up. Yeah, just like
11: what's up. What's well, interesting cuz I have that problem too when I get excited when we're on I'm my from, I, from the... That's the case with anybody but yeah. even you you even pros,
2: I mean it's but
11: we are from the Mythwits. We're actually a video podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Blasphemy. Live.
11: Live. We're from right. live. No, I'm just kidding. Live, we turn on the stream, and I've we video the stream, stuff, and there's so. no editing of the sound. Sure. However, we also do, like, we come here, and we do video, and I go back home, and I uh, am going to edit it in Premiere. And am I committing any kind of audio sins if I'm just going to um, bring in the effects and do my um, things with the... The pieces in Premiere where I can just drop it in, or do I really need to separate it out, take it into Audition, or is it kind of like what I was thinking? Is it is it the same? Is it kind of grabbing from the same? I think yeah, thing? there probably is
2: some shared code base. Do you have Creative Cloud or Creative Suite? No, um, I just use the or Are you yeah, just the using Suite. the standard. Okay, yeah. yeah so so you space. have mm-hmm, at I least have Audition. It, then the but nice I'm, thing is, sometimes is, I don't, it's is like they are. Mess. It's not like you have to export it and import it and then do your thing and then I mean. Because it's all part of the same suite, there is some integration as far as round tripping. It's like, you know, okay, send the audio to audition, yeah, and to edit it, so you can bring it back. It's a little bit more seamless than it would otherwise be.
11: Yeah, it. it I've but done it before. It is. It is
2: more work, certainly. I just, yeah, but, it, but I mean, I have the high pass, the low pass. Right. Everything. I mean, ultimately, there. again, so if, if you're I, happy with the result, I mean,
11: I don't know. There
2: I'm isn't. <laughs> <laughs> make up your mind. You that's happy? the answer. <laughs> I don't know. There's never. That's the thing about this stuff. There isn't really a wrong answer yeah. and there are I mean, there are better answers than others right.
11: sometimes One of our biggest problems but, uh, though, and we've already we, we definitely have sins already because we're using wireless mics yeah I heard you guys talking about the wireless yeah. mics. Not, I'm not using <laughs> wireless mics I'm dissing
2: these wireless but, mics but don't, you know
11: you got to remember we're walking through we're covering parties we are in a loud place sure showing you know their music and I'm back and he's gonna you know, he's walking through talking and and I'm filming him and stuff and it works out when 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 I bring it in and I'm looking at it and the sound is not bad. The, mm-hmm. the wireless mic we use is not too bad. Right. Or just a you
2: know a little. Just like a handheld.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a Bluetooth. You
2: put the receiver on your camera. Oh, oh, one of those. Interesting. Yeah, it's around. not bad. So it's it's not a traditional UHF type of no. deal. Interesting. No, I think it's, I think it's.
11: Great. Yeah, I mean, and as long as he's up on it, I mean, loud music and we can still hear him and it's it's doable. But when I do try and kind of bring some of those that music stuff out of the background, it still is. You know, I can't. I can never get it where I'm happier than just ah, screw it, just leave it. You know, so. Right. Well, I I again, I think I'm think not an old guy. When you're
2: any sort of live event, it, you kind of already have a lot of forgiveness because that. I mean, the ambience yeah, of yeah, the event, yeah. whether no matter what it is, is kind of adds to the experience of listening. It doesn't have to be. You know, you don't. It doesn't have to sound like you're in a whisper booth. You know, because yeah.
0: so. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. I'm glad it's working out well for you. That's interesting. That, what, what's the, What's the brand of that? What the that? Bluetooth.
11: Canon, right? Oh, he's got it right here.
0: <laughs> also, while while waiting on that, be sure. And tell you, time. Right. Be sure if you if you had a good time, uh, to rate this uh, this panel on the DragonCon app. Uh, it, I hope I, I have not rambled incoherently too we, much. We tried to keep him in line. Nobody give this guy a Red Bull. And uh, so, what? true story, ever, 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 ever. and uh, what you is You weren't even there. Oh, that's nice. Oh wait, yeah, you that were. That was a game bad. Yeah, I like that. Was great. That, that's that's nice. Like that's cool, cool. Yeah. That. But and do,
2: Bluetooth do has sure? enough range for that oh, yeah, to be, you know. unless you're going way far away. But right. I mean, for what you're doing,
0: for reporter style stuff, I mean, yeah. All right. Excellent. Thank you guys so much, uh, Jonathan. Thank you for Appreciate putting it. up with my crap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me crap. It was good. Thank you guys so much. That's it. All right